Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Before we get started on another wonderful new episode of the Law of Attraction Roundtable, I'd like to talk to you about the next boot camp. This will be boot camp eight, and it starts March 9th, Monday, March 9th. We're getting ready for it, so it's just a couple weeks away. So this boot camp eight is a little special because we've had a few boot campers that have graduated and they've contributed to a fund that allows for scholarships. We've already given away a few scholarships, but we have a few more to give. So if you're ready to go to the next level of integrating what you know about the law of attraction and what Joshua has been talking about, well, this might be the perfect time for you. Here's how it works. We're gonna to get together with a group of people all over the world. There might be 60, 70, 80, 100 people in this boot camp from every country that you can imagine. Well, not every country, but a lot of English speaking ones. And we start on that Monday, March 9th, it's eight weeks. We start very general. It's been uh, created by Joshua in the system that takes you vibrationally from where you are now to eight weeks later to a whole new understanding of how the law of attraction works, how you can approach life in a way that effectively engages it, and to discover your soul's purpose. Now, once you discover this idea of who you truly are, your authentic self, you will start living a different way and seeing yourself from a higher perspective. This is what causes the change because now when you receive inspiration or ideas, you will act based on who you truly are and not who you're truly not. In doing that, the inspiration makes more sense to you. It's no longer a wild idea or something that you can't do. It's the thing that you can do in the moment that will lead you on an evolution of a, or a journey of self-discovery. Your hidden talents and attributes will emerge. You will start doing things that will lead you towards your passions and interests, and you will develop those passions. In knowing who you truly are, you will feel worthy of those passions. You'll start to feel better. You'll start to be in alignment more often. You'll start to understand how this whole system works and what the law of attraction really is and how you can make it work for you. You'll know the difference between what you truly want and what you think you want. What you think you want are these desires based in lack and they're not really fulfilling. What you truly want is defined by your pre-birth intentions. And if you can allow those things to unfold, you will live this amazing, incredible, wonderful, joy-filled life. This is the life that I am beginning to live now, and it's really amazing, and it's the life that so many of their boot campers, if you read any of their testimonials, they're living this way too. It's a completely and radically new approach to life. In this approach to life, you simply become more effective. You're more effective in your relationships, building the relationships with other people. You're more effective in your career or business or whatever you're doing. You see yourself as more worthy and you allow more things in, more money, more good health, more fun times, more new experiences, and of course, better relationships. So if you are ready to integrate what you've learned about the law of attraction and what Joshua has been teaching into the very fabric of your being, now is the best time to start. If you have any interest or excitement, that's your inner self telling you that at least check it out. And the way you check it out is by having a conversation with me. That may seem scary, but every one of these conversations is really fun. We do it over Zoom. We can see each other. I'll record it so you can have it and listen to it later. And you'll know all about the boot camp and if it's right for you. If it is, great. Maybe you'll get a scholarship. If it isn't, you'll know for sure. So if you want to have a conversation with me and talk about the boot camp, and of course, there'll be fears coming up, I will tell you how it works and you'll see if those fears are irrational or not. And then you can make a decision. So to contact me, simply send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you a link so you can schedule your time and we'll get together. Otherwise, have a wonderful time listening to this episode and please like it and follow it and leave comments. And of course, if you ever want to contact me, send me an email. You can send a question to me or to Joshua and I'll be happy to send back an answer. Have a wonderful time and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. And with me today is a fellow podcaster. I was just on her wonderful show, Joni Lerner. Hi, Joni. How are you? 
I'm really well. How are you? Great. I love being on your podcast, Spiritual Aliveness with Joni, which can be found everywhere podcasts are found and iTunes and all that stuff. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. And thank you for your being on my podcast. It was a really great conversation. What I find now is I get more and more in touch with who I am and what's important in life and my spiritual journey is I see certain people and they light up for me. And you're one of those people that lit up for me. And Thank it's like, you. I feel like we have this connection. So I'm so excited you're here today to talk about your podcast and how you were inspired to do that. And, you know, what goes all into, you know, do, acting on inspiration and pushing past fear. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So we talked, we talked a little bit about what inspired you to start your own podcast. Well, there was what I call the dark night of the soul, maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. And there was the financial crisis. Yeah. There, my children were in adolescence and one of them struggled. Um, um, the marriage was, was wobbly. Yeah. Um, and so we would recommit and we would recommit. And I also um, fell off my horse, tore my ACL, my MCL. Two years later, fell off my horse, broke my arm. So in mm. that period, also uh, five people died. So mm. I, it was a very difficult, you can hear the, the stress, the trauma and that kind of thing. And uh, how I coped with that was eating. Mm. So I put on a ridiculous amount of, of weight and felt like a completely different person. Like I couldn't even get off the ground without pulling myself up on furniture. We're talking 100 pounds. Oh, wow. And if anybody goes to my Instagram or my Facebook or what have you, most of my adult life, I've been a fairly normal weight. That was an anomaly. And you won't see any pictures on Facebook because I stopped, you know, I started hiding and that yeah. kind of thing. And as I came out of this, I realized at my age, I thought, oh, my God, I, if I don't do something about this now, Basically, I'm screwed. Can I say that? Yeah, sure. We can say everything in this show. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Basically, I'm screwed and because and, I'm not getting any younger, right? And I said to my daughter, I said, God, you know, um, Allie's my, my younger daughter, and she said something. We were talking about happiness and life and that kind of thing. She said, oh, mama, just decide to be happy. Yeah. And I went, and she was 14. Wow. And yeah, and she and I started meditating and we started going to Coachella together. And that's not easy when you're big and it's 110 degrees and your feet hurt. And, but I was the chaperone, so I did what I needed to do. And each year I shrank a little bit. You know, each year it got easier. Each year I added in something, um, uh, a new exercise or whatever it was that the, I was able to do a little more each time. But I realized that I, one, I would never be 25 again. So I, I wasn't competing with myself back then. But I wanted to be the best, whatever age I was in that moment, in that moment, I'm going to be the best 46-year-old person I can be because yeah. I'm, I'm never going to be anything else than who I am, right? So um, fast forward a little bit, I, I ended up um, consciously uncoupling with my husband and very, very dear man. And um, through the process, I began my own business and I'd always been coaching along the way. But I also supported him in his businesses. You know, I had the children. I had all it, everybody else's life. So this podcast came out of I want to have a voice in the world. Yeah. And it was sparked by my daughter's podcast. Um, I was on their, um, their uh, holiday show. And they said, oh, mom, you should have a podcast. Your voice is amazing. I'm like, you really, you really think so? <laughs> And about seven months later, I thought it kept, it, the thought wouldn't leave my head. And so I called him up. I said, how, I, how do I do this? It didn't matter if I had two listeners. I just, yeah. how do I do this? Because I need to push through the fear. Right. So that's funny, the thought that's in your head. And we don't really realize that that's inspiration. And that's coming from our, you know, from our inner selves and our guide saying, this is the next evolution for you. You've gotten to a state of awareness where you realize now that you no longer need to, to be that old person that saw themselves maybe as a victim or without power or unworthy in some way. And that you made up your mind to say, no, that's not who I am. I choose to be more authentic and, and allow my whatever to come through. And so then you get these ideas. 
And right. so often we're, we discount these ideas. Oh, that's not for me. That's for someone else. I could never do that. I would never do that. And that is just your limiting beliefs saying that you are not worthy of this thing you're inspired to do. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and throughout the history, I can look back and there will be inspirations and I didn't act on them. Sure. And, you know, even if it's as silly as don't turn left. Yeah. You know, exactly. and I turn left and, and get in an accident or something, you know, it's, right. it, I've begun to really hear the messages and to really listen them, not, yeah. ju- not just listen to them. I listen them. Like, what, it, what does that mean? What is that? What am I supposed to hear here? What am I supposed to do? Wow. Well, one thing we've realized now through Joshua is that every single time we're inspired, no matter what it is, whether it's to, you know, to call your mother or to research a trip to Italy or whatever it is, fear will always pop up. Mm-hmm. And so we now analyze that fear. Is that fear rational? Are we going to die? Or is it irrational? And if it's irrational, we can push past the fear to do the one thing in the moment that we're inspired to do. We're not talking about, oh, I have to do this podcast. It has to have a million listeners and it has to be successful and I have to do it for 20 years, blah, blah, blah. It's what can I do? Oh, what about a title for it? Or what about uh, getting the equipment? Or what about listening to some other podcast? Or what about taking a course online or something like that? You know, this is the thing you can do now. And that's all the inspiration is. What can we do now? Yes, exactly. And if I looked at it as a, an entire meal, I would get overwhelmed and say, no, nah, not today. So when I, what I did was I found a mentor. I found somebody who had been doing a podcast. I said, okay, break it down. What's the very first thing I need to do? And that's all I want to hear. Yeah. And then, so we started co-coaching each other. So uh, I, yeah, it was I awesome. Yeah. So I would coach her in what was going on in her life and she would coach me on the podcasting and beginning the business. And she, she kept saying, it's easy. It's, it, you know, it's, once you've done it, it'll be fine. And I go, yeah. are you really mean this? <laughs> well, you know, I look back to the first podcast I ever did, which was four years ago now. And it was a group of friends and we got together and we discussed an answer that Josh had written for some, someone's question. And we just laughed and laughed and made fun and, and we're like, ooh, that's interesting. And the time went by like that. Mm-hmm. And it was, we couldn't wait to do it again. And this is when you know that whatever you're inspired to do, whatever this interest is or passion, that fading away of time, where time loses its meaning, that's when you know you're onto something. Yes, I say I feel high. After, after any coaching call and after any podcast I've done, it's like I buzz for about two, three hours after. That's how I know that I'm on it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But you could also look back and say, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or, oh, we, you know, that's the one thing I did from the beginning is I never edited anything and I never uh-huh. listened, re-listened to anything either. I was mm-hmm. just like, that's what it is. If people want to listen to it, that's what it is. We're not changing anything. And yeah. What I'm inspired to say, there is no wrong. If I say it, so be it. And we'll deal with that later. And we've had a couple of wobbles in the beginning. We got kicked off the Law of Attraction Radio Network. This podcast was kicked off because of the subject matter we were talking about. And then later, oh, invited back on. But, <laughs> but that was the new podcast, Joshua Live. And it's just this evolving thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Every guest that I have, I don't know what your experience is, but some people are very um, adept like you. You just came on and and I knew I had very little prep I needed to do. Um, But but I do, you know, my intro and all that stuff. I I take it very seriously and um, out of respect for for you, for whatever guest, but then there are some guests that have never been on a podcast and I found them through a book that I thought was fascinating and, and right. I would have them on. And, and so you just have to sort of flow with it and, and make them feel as comfortable as possible. I don't do a lot of editing. Uh, just if like a, a, a fire truck goes by yeah. or there's a, a coughing session, you know, a fit or something like that, we'll, we'll do that. But yeah, it's pretty much what you hear is what we got. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about this format. Is in my case, there's not not any planning. We are having a spiritual connection here, so I'm receiving thoughts that will guide this in the direction. And I feel like that when I'm a guest too. I don't plan. I may listen to their podcast a couple times, but generally not. And I want to connect with that person on a spiritual level. Mm 
so that I understand that whoever's going to listen to this in the future, they're connected as well. Their inner selves are along with the ride. And it's not that I'm channeling, but I am receiving ideas. And those ideas go on to lead on these topics and this, these threads of conversation. And we just start pulling at these threads and just amazing things come out. And that's authentic. And what yes. people are craving is this authenticity that they can't get in the old media of mm-hmm. we're going to get on here and argue. I mean, we, I've had debates with people in a loving way saying, what do you think about this idea? And they have their perspective, but there's never any agenda. There's never, there's no desire to, to reach a certain demographic or to have a certain outcome. It's all free flowing. And when you give up the wobbles about where should this go, where, you know, who is this going to appeal to? No, it's just pure inspiration. Right, right. Gee, I hope it's good. I don't even care. Yeah. It's going to be good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because if you're authentic, it'll be good. It'll be good. Exactly Well, and you and I both come from, we've had several conversations now, and you and I both come from the same place. You know, we're not doing this um, so that we can hear our own voices. We're doing this so that something gets said somewhere and someone hears it, it reaches someone, and it changes their life. You know, even a little little shift, a little tweak can change somebody's life. And you asked me about that earlier, the um, spiritual aliveness, like where did that come from? And it was all about um, waking up, becoming conscious, finding a completely new vibration. I'm in the best body I've ever had on this planet this lifetime. I'm stronger, faster, uh, happier, healthier, eating well. Um, I love how I look. I'm almost 60 years old. Wow. Oh, thank you for saying that. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, I know you have older children, but like, how, how does this compute? You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. So how does that add up? Yeah. So spiritual aliveness, it was the inspiration that I had um, a few years before we broke up in 2014 was to get a uh, metaphysical counseling degree. Mm-hmm. And that was really where the huge, 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 huge shift happen. It's so based in the law of attraction, you know, the, all the laws of the universe. And it was fascinating to me. I just, I like, I sponged it all up and it shifted me. And then I did this and that shifted me. And that it, so when it came to um, the podcast, what do I most want to give? What do I most want people to receive? And it's that aliveness that yes. you can be almost 60, you can be almost seven, you can be 20. You think, yes. you, there are 20 year olds that are, you know, moribund. They're walking around half dead. And, mm. and, and, and so how do we turn the light on? Right. How do we, and we share how our lights turned on because we can't turn their lights on obviously, sure. but, but it's up to them to go, Oh, I'm not a victim. I yes. do have a say in this life. Yeah. I do have a say in the experience I have. That's really it. Yeah. Right. So the past happened. What? You know, what do I need to learn from that so that I can move on? And that's one of the things I love about, I shared with you that my friend Sherry is the one that turned me on to you. And yeah. at first I was like, oh, well, you know, he's got a very nice voice and, you know, he said some really great things. And then the second one I was like, oh, that's, oh, okay, that's good. And by the third one, I'm like, I get what he's saying. It's like, <laughs> this is so awesome. You know, the limiting beliefs, the manifestation events, um, you know, all of those things are said in a way that a whole new group of people can hear them and go next level. Right. So I just, I wanted to acknowledge you in that. I want to make sure I got that in there. So yeah, I appreciate you. it. <laughs> no, I yeah. appreciate it. Well, you know, this is the thing, is that this blending of Joshua, that intelligence that we call Joshua, is this infinite intelligence that's available to all of us, and how it comes through me is comes in a unique way, and that's called Joshua. What I'm interested in is how can we live our most effective lives while we're here? I don't care about aliens. I don't care about really about past lives or karma. I know that we're the creators of our realities, and our realities are created by how we choose to perceive those realities and our choice of perspective. And if we can start to see things as for us, start to see that we're the creator, and things are not ever happening to us, it's just our limiting beliefs cause us to feel as if something's wrong. But without the limiting belief, we could not perceive that thing as wrong. So it's not the thing, it's the limiting belief. So let's address that. 
let's address all this stuff inside because it's an inside job and not ask the people or conditions or even ourselves to be different than we are. We start to accept all that is. And in that acceptance, guess what happens? Now you're in alignment and you're receptive to inspiration. And this will lead you forward on a true path of self-discovery to discover your authentic self. And that's just a journey because you'll never get there. But when you're on that journey, all these miracles happen. And you get to really connect with people. You know, instead of feeling separate, like I'm not good enough to talk to Joni, it's like, hell yeah, I'm good enough to talk to Joni. I can't wait to talk to her. And we're going to jibe on this level that's without fear. And without fear, I just receive ideas to talk about. And here we are. I love it. Yeah. 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 I, I, was so, I was so present with what you were saying and I had a thought come through and I thought, okay, don't lose that thread. And I'm like, <laughs> I and I kept. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's no. why interruption is really good. Okay. You want me to interrupt? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, have well, I, you know, I had a manifestation event a couple of weeks ago and this, is, this was the thought that I had um, that just came through is that what really helped me was looking, okay, what are the limiting beliefs here? What just happened? You know, it really isn't about me. And I've, for years, I've been saying, don't take things personally. It's the four yeah. agreements, right? Don't take things personally. Don't, but I, I, it was hard in that moment. I got this email and I just, it just shot through my heart. You know, I took it personally. It took me maybe a couple of hours to, to shift where it would have taken me a year to shift. That's you know, and, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. We tend to linger in negative emotion if we don't know any better. And a lot of people will say, feel the emotion. And that's great. Feel the emotion. But if you allow yourself to linger, you're going to be, a, what you're doing is you're allowing yourself to dwell in that consciousness of lack and fear and just bring up more thoughts of lack and fear. I remember as a kid wanting to run away from home. And I was like, they're, you know, they're going to be sorry when I'm gone and I'm going to, you know, prove them that they're wrong. And all, it's all about I, when you're in that thought and you get these ideas that don't match who you are, you urge us to change the conditions. And so if we can somehow find a way to change your perspective quickly, to not take it personally, because it doesn't mean anything about us. It's just a belief that we're carrying on. We are not our beliefs. We're not our thoughts. We are we transcend all that. We can transcend this, this limited notion about who we are. We all create these personas that are designed to get people to like, love, and respect us. And we are so far beyond that. We are beyond definition. Therefore, nothing can define us, especially these situations that we find ourselves in. And if we can detach from that, we can see it from a higher perspective. We can get the message contained in that manifestation event, we can expand to a new level. We can do so in curiosity rather than in fear. And if we do so in curiosity saying, how is this for me? Let me just see. I'm not really sure, but I have faith that it is. Maybe it's this, this, or this thing. Well, then we expand and enjoy it. And we get the, the not, I don't want to say lesson, but we get the new perspective quicker. And then we get back into alignment and we're on our way on our journey again. This was just what happens is when you get into a path of self-discovery, you sort of have to shed certain limiting beliefs because you'll never go there if you don't, because you'll be inspired more to do these things that are beyond what you thought was possible. And if you have limiting beliefs, then those limiting beliefs will be triggered and you'll feel fear before acting on inspiration. So doing the work to address limiting beliefs makes the limiting belief less intense and therefore the fears less powerful so that you can push past them. And that's really this key to moving forward, exploring who we truly are rather than my old life was totally exploring who I wasn't trying to make a business work and trying to get people to appreciate me and all that stuff. It was an exploration that was valid, but it wasn't satisfying at all. And now that I'm on this new journey, well, there's new things to bring up and those are come forth in manifestation events, but I go through them so much easier and with so much more appreciation for them. Absolutely. And something that um, came up for me as you were talking, you know, this spiritual awakening, 
people are having spiritual awakenings and they may be small and they might not notice it until later. It may be this huge aha, this huge epiphany. And then there's the pink cloud of, wow, this whole spiritual thing. This is really cool. This is amazing. Whoa. And then limiting beliefs can come in on the spiritual journey and ego can come in on this spiritual like Like I should be you know, being a certain way. That's what I wanted to say about that, the email, you know, I'm thinking, well, I'm a, you know, I'm an enlightened being. I should just, right. you know, see the, the pure essence of what this is about. It's really not about me. It's, you know, and the truth is I got there eventually, Yeah. yeah. but I had this whole judgment of myself about how quick, you know, how long it took me and, and that kind of thing. So I would love to hear your take on that spiritual journey thing and the ego and the, you know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, the idea that a lot of us had of what a spiritual journey was is not really true. It's not going to, to from a, you know, flawed, bad, you know, imperfect version of you to a perfect version of you. It's seeing the illusion through the illusion that you were ever imperfect. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I like to play poker. I like to drink wine. I like to do the occasional crazy fun thing, you know, that, that if I was this, you know, high, mighty spiritual leader and teacher, well, they wouldn't be playing poker and gambling, you know, <laughs> they wouldn't be drinking wine and, uh, you know, but no, that is who, who I am. And I like all those things about me and I have to accept that the spiritual part of me, that's spiritual too. You know, and yes. looking at it from a, you know, this thing that someone else may think is not appropriate. Well, that's their perspective and they have their beliefs about it. And I need not change anything about myself to try and get someone else to approve of me. Right. Absolutely. So the spiritual thing is all about acceptance of who you are right now in this moment. You mm-hmm. don't need anything other than what you have now, all the education you have now, all the experience you have now, all the technical savvy and know-how to start a podcast, for instance, you have everything you need. And, and as you go on that journey of exploration, you'll be given everything you need when you're ready. And yeah. so I wasn't ready to have a million followers in the beginning, right? Because, you know, I wasn't comfortable in my own skin back then. Mm-hmm. And so as I become more comfortable, I get, you know, more comfortable being on other people's podcasts and more pe- comfortable having people I don't know on my podcast and letting it go where it is. Well, that's an evolutionary journey to this level, but I wouldn't trade those first years for anything because it was a lot of fun too. So right. now it's and just it's, about, yeah. Well, going back to the law of attraction, it's the vibration you had then is completely different than the vibration you have now. Yeah. And each time we had more guests or had a different guest or each time we, we were being that, we go, oh, that's possible. And yeah. then there's the next level. Then there's the next level. Then there's the next level, right? Yeah. And you get inspired by other people who are doing yes. things. Yes. Well, that inspiration too, because there's, there's, I'm coming to understand now, there's inspiration that's flowing through our thoughts. But, you know, we tend to discount those thoughts because we just think we're making it up. But that's true inspiration. And sometimes those ideas can get through, depending on what our belief system is. But then we might see someone else doing something, or they may even come to us with a suggestion, and we give that more validity because it's coming from this person we hold in high regard. And we say, oh, you think it's possible? Okay, I'll give that a try. But also, we get inspiration from people. Sometimes we hold in lower regard, like maybe our children. Just like your daughter said to you, why don't you just choose to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if, if, if you, you know, if sometimes it's coming from someone we think is an enemy or doesn't know anything and it's like, oh, okay, I can accept it from all sources, you know, what is then, the truth in it? Because then you're never in fear. You're you know, if, fear. If, you, yeah. if you know that everything is for your benefit, yeah. everything is for your evolution, then everything that comes, we're going to be able to handle. Yeah. And I always, I always say, you know, universe has always had my back. It's always yeah, had my always. back. And if you look at your life and, and, you know, Sally's life and George's life, it's always had their back. Yeah. And so we don't have to live in fear. 
Yeah. Fear is, is um, paralyzing. You've always received everything you ever needed to explore whatever you were choosing to explore. You never experienced lack in your life because you've always had an abundance of experiences. And if you were exploring lack, well, you had an abundance of experiences to help you fully explore that. Now it's time to change your exploration. Not to the abundance you think is like million dollars in the bank because that desire is based in the lack of a million dollars in the bank. And what you're actually seeking is security, right? Mm -hmm. All the security comes within. So, so Josh will point out to people that it's all about the exploration and where you're putting your emotional energy. And if you're operating as you're as, as a victim, then you're going to have a lot of experiences that allow you to see yourself as a victim. I was just talking to Isabella May today, who's the author I was telling you about. And earlier in her life, when she was a child, she was bullied in school. And then when she got in a relationship, it was a toxic relationship with a bully who was unpredictable and because it matched her perfectly. And then when she got out of that relationship, then suddenly everyone at work started bullying her and she had that. So she had different levels of this feeling of victimhood until she said, I am no longer going to be this person. I'm going to explore something different. And then this amazing success has happened, you know, and her life has been transformed in every single area because she's realizing the power that she has within. And it was always there, but the conditions are confusing because Mm -hmm. it just seems like this stuff is happening to me. It's interesting because it was happening for her because it deepened who she was that created the person who could write those books. Exactly. So she it was have, actually happening for her. Yeah. And her first book was quite autobiographical biographical, and mm-hmm. she couldn't have written that book. And here's something else Joshua says, is the life that you have led up to this point, especially if you're a spiritual leader and teacher, is so that you can create something that will assist others who are exploring what you have already explored. And you can ease their journey into coming into alignment with their true, their own true power. So a yeah. lot of us have different, my case, it was trying to manifest worthiness through building businesses and get appreciation from others by doing things for them. Cause I thought they were in need of something mm-hmm. and it always backfiring, you know, losing friends, losing people betraying me and then losing my money. And now what comes through me is a way to live effectively where all of that was simply the exploration of unworthiness and you can't create what you think is lacking on the outside conditions. And this lust for money, this lust for things, because you think it's going to make you feel good, won't work. So what, how Joshua comes through me is very practical in that here we are living in Western civilization. We've been given a, ideal life to live the American dream and that American dream is based in fear and it is not what we're here to do. We are not here to amass mansions and boats and cars and planes and trophy wives, children. Mm-hmm. right? We are here to do whatever we're inspired to do and to focus on how do I become more me? and less this fake me that's trying to get people like, love, and respect me, right? Right. This, why we're here is this journey of self-discovery, and we are awakening to that idea. I found, for me, that I got my self-worth through the roles that I played. So I was going to be the absolute most amazing mother ever on the planet. And I, you know, I had them painting on... I would put paper all along the walls and they were got to be creative and they'd paint on the wall, you know, they do all these things. And I, and people wanted to come to Camp Joni. All the moms wanted to come. What are we doing this week at Camp Joni? You know, so, and then I had a a child who um, challenged my very existence. (laughs) You know, it was, it was talk about manifestation in, in learning who I am. And then the role of being the wife and the role of being the helper. And then once my kids got old enough and my, I had a friend who passed away and she had four children. So I took on three in mentoring three of those. And so I was, I was getting, I don't tell that to you to say, you know, look how wonderful I am. What I realize now is that was my way of feeling worthy. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be the savior. I'm going to help. I'm going to, you know, 
be uh, a good person and this is how it's going to show up. This is how you'll know I'm fabulous. Yes. And it's, now, it's bull. Yeah, there's another part of that too because who you are is a spiritual leader and teacher. Mm-hmm. And that's Absolutely. always been manifested in different ways in your life. But in this idea of I'm a good person or I'm a good mother or I'm a good wife. And so you did these things that were inspired, you know, and you took on these, the mentorship of these children because you were inspired. So that inspiration was always coming through, but you didn't see clearly the version of you that exists now because you're, you're looking at life from a, from a you know, different lens, a lens of how you should be instead of the lens of what's truly you. Yeah, and if we're getting, if, if we seek to find our self-worth outside of ourselves, we will always be at some point disappointed. We will always at some point lose that. I mean, those children all grew up and, <laughs> and moved away, yeah. you know, and yeah. so now who am I? Now who yeah. am I? Now who am I? <laughs> oh, I'm pure source. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, and so to not take things personally, to live in joy, I mean, that's our birthright is to yes. live in that, in that vibration of love and, and source. I mean, that is the goal now. And so there's nowhere to get, as right. you know, you've heard it forever. There's, it's not about the destiny. It's about the journey. But I really, on a soul level, if I transition tomorrow, I'd be like, cool, that was fun. <laughs> you know, I didn't even have this coronavirus thing. It's like, whatever. It's, <laughs> yeah. We're, you know, we're eternal right so exactly i just went off on a tangent that's a good tangent though because um something happened today and on monday joshua is going to do a full session on the coronavirus on joshua live and it's going to be something that is needs to be shared with everyone and it the coronavirus well i don't want to give anything away but the coronavirus is based in love and it's here for our benefit. And there, there are these benefits that we can't see in fear. And in love, Joshua will show you all these benefits of this. But uh, that's yeah, going to be I, very exciting. Yeah, I had that thought today that, that it is such a powerful and good thing that's happening. You know, it's coming through this process, but I, and so I'm going to, I'm not going to say anything, but I'll, I'll wait and listen to your podcast and see if we're aligned. Well, just a teaser is that when you, we have all our little petty worries and day-to-day things and, you know, and when something like this happens, we take another look at what our priorities are and our priorities are, our relationships to those in our lives and to all humanity, our relationship to our source consciousness, inner self connection and our physical body and how wonderful this body is as it is now, how perfect is, how, how wonderful good health is and how that is the priority and not all these possessions and things and, and squabbles and fighting and who cares who the president is and who cares who gets elected and, you know, all this stuff that we tend to let our attention be drawn to by a media that isn't serving us, an old established media that's serving its own interests and is not tuned to what our true interests are. And our true interest is love. The old media is generally uh, guiding us towards more and more fear. Well, it's a chaos monger. The same with government. That's, yeah. They don't exist in the massive um, establishment that we have now wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the fear mongering, you know, a trillion dollars on, uh, you know, the military and, uh, you know, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. But, but but if you look at that, it, without the fear, people could not support a military budget that is more than all the combined budgets of every other country in the planet. Yep. Right. And we can look, you know, and, and we live in this wonderful, free, the beautiful country that, that we all love mm-hmm. and the amount of freedom that we have and everything is good and we have enough money for all that as well too. And there isn't really a, you know, a, a limitation in what can be achieved. That money isn't wasted. It's going to the, 
soldiers and spending in other countries, and that money's used. But it's the point of focus of defense and mm-hmm. protection, and bad things can happen to us. That's and, just based in fear, right? And as you say, control. And control, right. Yeah. And so it's in their best interest to make us feel as if we could be attacked. Yes. Right, because we wouldn't support that kind of spending. So all of these institutions are going to start to fade away because we're going to see through them now. Mm-hmm. And as we are focused on that, which we really care about, which is our connection to source, our personal satisfaction, and happiness, our passions and interests that are based in love and our journey of self-discovery, well, our priorities are going to change. We're not going to, I don't watch the news anymore. That's just something I don't do, right? Yeah, I watched very little network TV. I watch almost everything as a comedy. You know, everything is funny. And and I watch a lot of TED Talks because they inspire me. Yes, yes. And that's how you know that something has authentic value. Like your podcast, for example, how did I feel after I, I listened to you? Right. You know, that's how I know that you've got something, yeah. you know, that, it's, that it, it would ring true for me. I would learn something. I would feel better after listening to you. So yeah, you, you same thing ex- with the TED Talk. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feel excited or, or you know, m- your mind is blown or you have new inspiration to do something. That is all aligned with love. And, and you are a being of love. We are all beings of love. And mm-hmm. this is our guidance system. Excitement is an emotion that is fully aligned with who we are. And this is that guidance is saying, yeah, you're on the right track. You're on the right track. Milk that, milk that. And worry is letting us know that we're focused on something in an illusion. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to worry, you know. And so the thing about worry is interesting because people worry about paying the rent. And it's like, you've always paid your rent. You've always had the money, right? You've probably never been homeless, maybe as a kid, but as an adult, you've always, you've always paid everything. You've always paid those bills. And if you hadn't paid a bill, there were no ramifications, right? It was no big deal. Your credit score doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters, you know? And, it, and so it's always worked out. So what makes you think the future is not going to work out? You know, yeah, it yeah. always has and it always will because the future is based in love too. Yeah, I've had clients that um, are, are incredibly fear-based. I had a, a beautiful, wonderful woman who has been making six figures for most of her life. And, and, and I just, you're not going to be pushing a shopping cart underneath the bridge. It's just not what your you, experience. you know, that's not your experience. Right. Exactly. It's not good or bad. You know, there no. are people that are pushing carts that really do choose that and, and good for them. And then they're, they're, you know, everybody's having their own experience, but um, to really move from, it's interesting with the, we're talking about the coronavirus is anybody who has any anxiety or fear or anything, they get to really take a look at that, you know, yes. and, and get beyond it. Yeah. And um, in fear, you, you will receive urges to change conditions. Yes. And that action taken on an urge to change a condition is never beneficial. This, if you're ever really angry and you have the urge to punch the wall, that action is not going to help the hand or the wall, right? It'll never be for this, this thing that's aligned with who you are. And so you see people stocking up on toilet paper, you know, out of this mass consciousness of fear. And this is not going to help in any way, you know, Mm -hmm. but you might be inspired to wash your hands. You know, you might be inspired to bring a handkerchief and sneeze in a handkerchief, you know, and those actions will be aligned with your highest good. I love the the word inspiration because you've talked about this too, is that um, if if you're not feeling inspired, don't do anything. Yes. I love that. Yes. And then I talked about the manifestation uh, event with the email a couple of weeks ago. The, my reaction, my human reaction 
was I'm going to just you know, type, 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 type. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 sweetheart. No, 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 no. Not until you're aligned with source do you yes. get to respond to this. Right. And, and I think that's true of anything. When I'm aligned with source, that's when I have the inspiration. That's when I make a decision. Yes, exactly. And just the ability to not take action when you're not inspired will, will move you leaps forward. Yes. It's taking, you know, taking an, er, acting on an urge to change a condition. Yes. Trying to defend yourself. All these ideas will be about you. You know, they don't understand me. I didn't make my position clear. This is why they're doing this to me. I have mm-hmm. to defend myself so this doesn't happen to me again. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It's just an event that's happened that will allow you to either try and change conditions and be in more fear or to move through it and to see something from another perspective. Yes. So what did you see from another perspective after that event? Um, so one of the things was that she challenged the, I'm a nice person thing. Good. You know? You're not a nice person. I know. <laughs> you don't need to be a nice person. I'm just me. You're just inherently good. That's right. it. Right. And then immediately it's like, okay, wait a minute. This is a mirror. If you look through, it's like she's talking about herself. I need her to know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Right. laughs> My ego's better. like, <laughs> I can laugh at myself, okay? Yeah. She needs to apologize to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, so, so what it came down to then was um, I'm, I am me. I'm doing the best I can. I'm just, you know, a day at a time going to keep doing that. This has nothing to do with me. Bless her heart. Um, you know, what can I learn? Yeah. And then, you know, I waited a day or two and responded in love and, yeah. and I meant it. Yeah, absolutely. But I waited for that inspiration of truly, because if I just said the words, people can feel that. Yeah. They know if you're not being authentic. Oh, if for I, sure. Yeah. <laughs> if I just say the words, it doesn't, it doesn't count. You know, it's got to really be connected. So. And if you, what, if you were to act, to react to that, so here's a person who's in fear. That's all that is. Yeah. They're in fear about something and they want to change the condition and the condition is you. Mm-hmm. It could be an argument with your mate. It could be an argument with a friend. It could be whatever. So they're trying to control you. If you do anything back, you're adding fear into this, into this situation. And then they're going to feel more fear and respond with more fear and it escalates in fear. And yes. then you have to blow up and wait three weeks to talk again or whatever, or just, right. you know, get them yeah, out of my life, set boundaries, all that <laughs> stuff. But now if you just don't react, boom, and then you come back with love, did you notice that it just dissipated? Yeah, for me. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on with her because that's not my business. Yeah, but, but what I a, wanted to do is change the narrative. That was my, my gut instinct, the old, you know, beliefs and all that stuff. I wanted to change the narrative. Don't you see that? Yes. You know? Yeah. You want to change and her limiting her, beliefs yeah. for her. Yeah. <laughs> Again, as if they had anything to do with me. Yeah. So, well, the yeah. tricky thing is when we have someone important in our life mm-hmm. and they do something that's annoying, we, we use our imagination in a disempowering way to say, if they were only just a little bit different, then they'd be perfect. Then, and I'd feel more comfortable. Yeah, right, because I'd feel more comfortable. Yeah. yeah. I'd feel safer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be happy. Yeah. Can't you see? Can't you just do this? Yeah. Well, if yeah. that's true, then you better not ever have children. That's all I'm saying. Good. So, yeah. <laughs> you have no, no control over them. None, yeah. <laughs> none. And, and thank God I took an amazing class in the, in the beginning of my parenting to, that said it was called Faith Parenting the Miracle Child. Mm-hmm. And it was really about just, you know, getting out of their way. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. as parents have more control, like when I grew up, there was no cell phones. You couldn't call your kids. I just came home at six or whatever sun went down. That was just, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever it was. And the fireflies and, came out. Yeah, my parents aren't freaking out that I'm not there, you know, and right. if, it's, if it's a few minutes late, they're not freaking out. Well, parents have gained more control now, oh, and God. so they tend to want to iron out the kids' manifestation events. Mm-hmm. Now, these events are for the benefit of the kids, and they will gain f- expansion from those experiences 
and will build this resiliency so that they don't fear other manifestation events as much. If you start ironing them out, then they don't have this thing to navigate. They rely on something outside of them to fix these problems. And yes. then they have to deal with the stuff when you're not around, which is either their teenage years or their early 20s. They're going to face them at some point anyway. Yeah. Uh, and they so, coined a term tw- about 10 years ago, the helicopter parents. Yeah. Yeah. You know, about, I don't know, probably longer than that when they started yeah. giving a trophy to everybody and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, you, uh, it was a great topic the other day. We were talking about children and how um, each generation, you know, when I was a kid, I used to blah, 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 right? Yeah. You know, and, and even me looking at my children, like you said, I used to come in when the lights came on. We, you know, we'd be walking on the railroad tracks. We had the most amazing adventures in the city, but we know exactly where our children are on every single moment and, and the grandchildren even more. Yeah. So um, can you talk to, about that a little bit right now? Because it was fascinating to me. Well, first we have to understand that the earth has a vibration and the earth's vibration is increasing at a certain rate. And we are a match to that Earth's vibration on the day we're born. So the day we're born, we're at the highest vibration in equality to the Earth. Now, we offer resistance as we age. The Earth offers no resistance or very, very little resistance. And so there's a disconnect between the Earth's vibration and our vibration. This is why technology is harder to adopt the older you get because the vibrational difference now between the reality that's happening here and what we know is different. Well, the kids come in at a higher vibration than we do because they're a match to the earth on the day they're born. So essentially, they are the parents, we are the children. They have more, they're at a higher vibration than we are. And yet, we want to tell the children what to do because we have experience. But when we talk to them, we're talking from our perspective of an earth environment that no longer exists. It's completely different. And so, so someone was saying that they wanted their child, you know, to be an engineer or something, and the child wants to go to be a film director and have this major. And it's like, yeah, because in your day, engineering led to this good job and it was safe and secure. So from your perspective, you perceive that that is a safe and secure thing. The child is, is, naturally drawn through fascination to this subject and it doesn't line up with what you think is right. So you might have this tendency to say, well, why don't you take that as a minor or as a hobby or something, but make this your major because from you, you say, I'll feel better if I know that he's secure in this, in this well-paying job as a lawyer. But if he's in this well-paying job being miserable, That's not what you want, right? You want him to be passionate about what he's doing. Well, it turns out that in 2020, with all the stuff that's going on with YouTube and video and all the stuff, and every single entity needs a video, whether you're a small business or an individual, it's all going towards video. And who's going to be at the top of the food chain is those people who can master this art of directing and video editing and all this stuff. The AI is going to take over this engineering job that nobody wants. Nobody wants to be an engineer, you know? Right, right, right. You, if a computer can do these things, you know. I, so. You know, that we were talking about teenagers the other day and how they don't really want to learn how to drive. And at first right. I, I, I didn't it's, understand that. No, I thought it's so weird. Well, I did. I thought it was really weird. And then I realized a couple of things, you know, with Lyft and Uber, it's just a lot easier. And then you've got 12 million people in where I live, LA, you know, it's scary. But the other thing is, unconsciously, they know that we're all going to these self-driving cars anyway. Why should they bother? (laughs) That just occurred to me. I'm like, and wait, there's more. So the millennials, let's, let's say... X, is it X gen? What's the one that's younger than the millennial? Yeah, Y or something. Yeah. Yeah, there, we, you and I were actually talking about this the other day, how everything is going toward AI and it's going to be, people are just going to be able to paint and do their joy and do it. Well, the millennials are already doing that. That's right. They did it already. It's like they 
they they see yeah. the future. Yeah. And each generation, and then I'll stop talking, each generation that's coming in, they're more attuned. They their senses are so highly defined, you know, right. and they're they're sensitive and 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 each so you know the ones that are being born now are going to be even more advanced than say my twenty three year old kid who yeah, like if, blows my freaking mind every day. If you think about the rate of change that's happening too, mm-hmm. you have to know that the ones coming in now are more equipped for change than we are by far. By far, and. When I was 15 and a half, we could get our learner permit. I had it that day. The mm-hmm. day I turned 16, I had my driver's license and a car, right? <laughs> that you and bought, was, right? That I bought, well, my dad, luckily, he loaned me the money, but, but I bought, bought the car and paid it back. And I was off and on my own. But even in this town of Boca Raton, which was a easy-to-get-around town, you know, I couldn't drive my bike to work. I couldn't walk anywhere. And I certainly couldn't take a bus that was coming once every two hours. You know, you, were, you had to get out because we had no internet. We had no TV to speak of. We had, we had to go out. Well, now you don't have to go out. You can communicate with your friends all day long like we're doing right now face-to-face. And, as, as, and you could, we could sit together and watch a movie together by being in our homes. It's, mm-hmm. it's so much more freedom than, than we were thinking we were missing. And so, yeah, they can get an Uber. And my niece, who has a child, who she's in her late 20s, still doesn't drive. You know? Yeah. Doesn't she's need to. It's going to get a Tesla, that's all. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cool. Well, also, we were also talking in that conversation, too, about, about in 100 years, those people will look back on us and go, they worked at a job. They traded their time for money. They would see it like as we would see slavery. They were like, oh, my God, they had to go to a cubicle and do this Isn't thing they didn't want to do, you know, yeah. cashiers in the store. You mean there's people who would take your thing and run it through a scanner? Why don't you just do that yourself? You know, of course, they'll just walk in and walk out. Yeah. Well, I have these weird thoughts every now and then about how it hasn't happened recently, but I used to have these thoughts about how primitive we are as a... So primitive. But yeah. I mean, with these cars that are all separate and bouncing into each other and, and nothing is connected and, and I just thought, we're yeah. so primitive as if I was looking back from, you know, a thousand years from now. Yeah. yeah Very like strange. Having a horse pull a carriage is like a, having a car that runs on fuel and doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, and we have to drive it. Yeah, and we have to drive it. And having like, why, why is there a stoplight? What does that mean? You know, yeah. doesn't, doesn't the car know where the other traffic is and the other people are? Do you, have you gotten downloads from Joshua about um, timelines or different, you know, uh, you know, overlapping existences? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes, but Joshua likes to say, Mm. Everything is created fresh in this moment. And your choice is to step into whichever timeline that works for you. So it's all open. There is no fixed timeline. Now, there is a general emerging of certain things because the perfect example is a cell phone. When the cell phone was invented in the 70s or maybe the 60s, people were like, why would I ever need that? I have a phone in my house. I don't need that. And then it became adopted in the 80s and 90s and then became ubiquitous in 2000, right? So people had to become a vibrational match to this idea that they didn't feel they had a need for before. And so it's this need drives the vibrational shift. And if there is no need, there is no need to drive that shift, Right. See that that makes sense because I think like I look at Star Trek from the 1960s and the flip yeah. phones, and I used yeah. to think that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I want a communicator now, yeah. and then I want to be able to be beamed up, Scotty. Yeah. So so somebody thought it, people saw it, and then you know 30 years later they've invented it, and we all have one, as you said, in our pockets. Yeah. Someone became a vibrational match to that idea. Now, probably lots of people did, but the person who actually invented it had the belief system that it could be created. 
And so he brought it forth from non-physical to physical. And this is what we do as creators. We bring forth non-physical ideas into physical reality based on our desire, our belief system, and the need. For instance, kids, there's a school called Sudbury Valley School, and it's where it's self-driven education, and the kids determine whatever they want to do, right? And so these kids might be 15 years old, not know how to read, and then they'll be into video games so much, and they'll want to learn something more, like how to program, and they'll learn how to read in like three months. Not 10 years, but three months, right? Because they really want to. <clears throat> because they have this need for it and this desire for it. And that, mm -hmm. that creates all learning. So we can talk to people about law of attraction, but if they don't have any need for it because they have no desire to do anything different with their lives, which is 99% of the population, they're not going to find it, right? Mm -hmm. And then those of us who are like, really have this strong desire to learn more and more and more and more to evolve this, this idea to the greatest levels. Well, then Joshua comes through, we start a podcast, we have these conversations, we meet, meet new people, we become, our belief system says it's okay to talk about it, it's okay to be interested in this, it's okay to share it, you know, it's okay to be a spiritual leader and teacher. And then everything evolves from there, you know, and then we become attractive, just like the person who invented the phones going, this is the greatest thing in the world. Other people see it and go, oh, that could be useful. This idea might be useful in some sense. And they get, this is why we have so many people getting into Abraham now, so yeah. many people getting into Joshua, all these other channels are emerging, all these podcasts and blogs and Articles are being written, TED Talks. Yeah. Well, here's what's fascinating is that the law of attraction has been around since Buddha. Sure. You know, it's things that he said, things yeah. that Jesus said, things that are in the Bible, the Hindu beliefs. If you go through history, the Enlightened period, um, Walt uh, Emerson, Thoreau, and, and um, yeah. Shakespeare, I mean, it's it, on and on. And then Napoleon Hill in 1937 right. or whatever. Yeah. And then Tony Robbins, you know, he doesn't say law of attraction, but so much of what he does is that. Except then, he is stuck in control. Now, I benefited so much from Tony Robbins in my yeah. youth because yeah. I realized that I had control over my thoughts. I could choose the thoughts I think, but mm -hmm. it was still based in control. I wanted to be better, and so I did this. And so all of these teachings, like all these teachings, except for Abraham, and, but even Napoleon Hill is how do we control our lives better? More control, more control, more control. The answer is how do we accept more and more and more? How do we love and accept more and more and more? And how do we give away control? I want to give away more control, give away more control, give away more control, and learn to accept in this moment, be present, more and more present, more and more excited about what's going on right now instead of worrying mm -hmm. about the future of the past, be present and accept everything and live this life of love and acceptance, not to, well, okay, I, obviously I did it to try and improve my life, right? Yes. And my life drastically improved, but it improved from the acceptance, not from the control. Yes, yes, yes. What a great distinction. Thank you. Yeah. We're, I, when I <clears throat> started my business a few years ago, I just flew. I, I, I hooked up with a uh, partner. We did a bunch of workshops around the world. I mean, it just like out of nowhere, I just said, you know, I do have a passport. And I got yeah. a call a month later saying, were you serious? Ah, that kind of thing was happening. Yeah. You know, it was like, bam, 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 bam. And then I started to try and control it. Mm -hmm. make it make it happen some more and yeah. think it think it more you know and 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 i literally threw the brakes on everything sure <laughs> so i'm i'm back to yay what's coming my way yes uh this is the classic um first ba band's first album soars through this <laughs> thing and yes. they try to remake that thing yes. instead of all that inspiration that led to the creation of this amazing debut album and then they fade away because they try and capture what that was and that's controlling this inspiration that comes through 
That's amazing. Was yeah. it you who was talking about Billie Eilish and her five Grammys and somebody was was co- uh, confused by her reaction? Do you remember that no, conversation? No, uh, but we talk about her a lot. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. was, it was the... The windup was basically, she's there for the art. Absolutely. She's there for the, the pure experience of making the music. This was yes. after the fact. It's like, okay, well, these are nice, but this is not why I'm doing this. Yeah, nor do they make her feel anything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Now, take the opposite person who is so into success. They want to do everything to be successful, everything to be successful, and then when they get that thing, they say, that proves I'm successful. And there's way more examples of that out there. But that thing that they think proves I'm successful, it's never satisfying, so they have to go to another level. This is what happened to me. I, I became very successful in my 20s and then kept going. And I bought a, a, a channel on Comcast Cable, the real estate channel. I opened three offices. I... And then everything just fell apart. This house of cards came down because it was, I was like chasing, chasing, chasing instead of being super happy with the amazing level of success I had. All went down to nothing, started over, did the exact same thing. Got really successful in my 40s, way more than before, had everything that you could imagine. And then a guy comes, hey, you want to start this business? Sure. You want to build this townhouse development? Sure. You want to buy this chain of restaurants? Sure. Do, 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 and then all that falls apart bam, too. Bam, bam. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then luckily that was enough for me to redirect this energy into what's real and not what's fake. Your giant manifestation events. Yep. Which all led to here. That's <laughs> yes. why I think it was the beginning of podcasts. I generally say that luckily I lost everything, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. that led to this. And now I can look back and go, that was a cheese greater experience. I was always rubbing up against some rough edge, some horrible thing, trying to make something happen. And this is this gentle, beautiful, floating down a river, looking at the beautiful scenery going by and having moments like this the whole time. Mm. This conversation is now over an hour. It's like, (laughs) feels like 10 seconds. Tell everyone where they can find you. Oh, okay. So it's Spiritual Aliveness with Joni. That's the podcast. Uh, Instagram is, I'll spell it, it's Joni Caldwell Learner. So it's J-O-N-I-C-A-L-D-W-E-L-L-L-E-R-N-E-R. Sorry. I didn't know that was going to be part of my business <laughs> at the time. Yeah. Um, oh, spiritualaliveness.org. They there you can go. Look at, there's some workshops and stuff on there. Um, and uh, they can email me, spiritualaliveness at gmail.com. Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. This has been fascinating conversation and I can't wait to do it again. So you'll have to come on again and we'll keep this conversation rolling. Oh, fabulous. I would absolutely come back. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you would like to support this show, the best thing you can do is subscribe, uh, especially on iTunes. Also, leave your comments and leave your ratings. And that will help us grow this community of people who are interested in law of attraction and the mechanism of physical reality. It'll be cool to spread the word even further. And you can help out by subscribing, leaving your comments, and rating the show. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.